While curiosity may have killed the cat, it actually is an attribute of the entrepreneurial mindset. When we can train ourselves to have a curious mindset and to be genuinely interested in other people, to ask the right questions and to ask questions that prompt further conversation, then ultimately we can develop empathy and this becomes the superpower of the entrepreneurial mindset. Hey, thanks for listening to this particular episode of the Entrepreneurial Mindset Podcast. My name is Stephen Carter. I'm the host of this podcast. I'm a teacher, author, entrepreneur, and I pretty much talk nonstop about the entrepreneurial mindset. And that's because my mission is to develop the entrepreneurial mindset in all learners. So they are radically transformed to impact their lives. That's all learners. That's not limited to students. That's not limited to parents, to administrators, to people who work in business. This is all learners because I believe, number one, we can choose how to think. And number two, we can choose what to think. So it's a matter of training our mindset. And when we think like entrepreneurs, we are more poised for success. We are biased for action. We are ready for whatever the world sends our way. So today we're going to talk about how to take that concept of mindset and really drill into curiosity, looking at what it means to have a curious mindset. Now, this actually hits home for me and is from a recent conversation because last Friday I was invited to a men's small group meeting where I was going to get to meet Darren Muriner. Now, Darren is the CEO and co-founder of Cloverleaf, which is a really cool company. If you're not familiar with Cloverleaf, check out their website because their mission is to help transform teams through automated coaching. So what they do is they help people understand how to improve collaboration and empathy. Okay, so you might be thinking, well, okay, why, why, why do I need that? What does that look like? Well, imagine getting a regular email in your inbox that says, hey, you know Sharon on your team? Sharon responds really well to this kind of questioning, or Sharon might need a little more encouragement than other people, or recognition, or whatever it is. It helps us understand, based on the profiling of the individual, how best to collaborate with that person, how best to build into them. So all that to say, I was excited. Now, I look for opportunities all the time to talk to founders and entrepreneurs and really pick their brain about what works, what didn't, what could we use, what could we learn from their experience. So I was super pumped to meet Darren, and I, I came with my notebook. Now, I believe wholeheartedly in the John Maxwell ideology that you should prepare for meeting an individual, and then you should save time for reflection. You should write out your questions, you should write down notes from the conversation, and then you should take time to reflect at the end of that. Okay, so here's me, right? I've got my notepad, I've got my pen, I've got some questions written out, and I'm on my way to meet Darren. Now, this is bright and early in the morning, okay? This is 6.30 a.m. I, I get up at 4.30 a.m., and I do that to just seize the most out of the day. But here I was, 6.30 a.m. at the men's small group, ready to meet Darren, and I want to find out, I've got questions about, you know, the founding of his company. Uh, he's, he's got investors, right? So how has he navigated investor meetings? And what are his secrets for building a successful startup? Now, once the talk got underway, I realized something. Darren was going to talk about none of that, or at least not in the way that I expected. Instead, he talked about his family. 
He, he told a story about meeting his wife years ago and the humorous way in which that encounter was set up. He talked about the excitements and the challenges of parenthood. I mean, this guy currently has three teenagers living under his roof. He became vulnerable. At one point, he talked about it being a pressure cooker, right? When you're maintaining a marriage, raising kids, doing life, and not even to mention running a business. What happened in this conversation is Darren became human. He enabled us to feel with him. In the midst of that humanity, it became clear that in everything that he was discussing, there was this core concept of the necessity of being a coach. Coaching infiltrates every aspect of his life and what he's talking about. So he views himself as a coach, not only with his business, but also with his family. So I raised my hand at this point and I asked him, okay, so what does it mean to be an effective coach as a parent? Now, I was especially curious about this because I myself am a parent and I also do coaching with different school officials and business executives. And I've read a lot about effective coaching. But when we think about parenting, we don't often talk about it as a coach. Well, Darren did not miss a beat. And he said this, if we want to be effective as a coach in the role of the parent, we need to have a curious mindset. Here's what he said. We need to learn to ask the right questions to our kids. Okay, so we've all been there, right? Where the kid gets in the car and we say, how was school today? Or how was your day? Or how did it go today? And we get that typical answer. Fine. Good. Okay, I guess. We, we, we all get this. This is a universal experience if you have kids. And yet, we continue to ask the same question every day, day after day. How was your day? And it becomes this rote thing where, where we do this, this dance between asking a generic question, getting a generic response, feeling disengaged because we got that response, and yet not changing the question. He said, what if we pivot the question to something like, hey, who did you sit by at lunch today? Hey, what's something that made you laugh today? He gave a, a series of examples to say that these kind of questions are going to provoke an entire discussion that's going to lead to meaningful connection. In other words, they are questions from a curious mindset. He went on to caution, you can't just ask the same question over and over. So let's say one of those really works. Who'd you sit by at lunch? Okay, now we've got a good conversation. It doesn't mean you can ask that question the next day and the next you have to vary it. And you do this through authenticity. In other words, you have to remain interested in them and their lives. Now, this goes back to a, a key principle that Alex Judd, founder of Path for Growth, is, is fond of saying, which is the quality of our conversation never exceeds the quality of our questions. We think a lot about questions when we are interviewing when we have important conversations. But do we consider the quality of our questions in every conversation in our life? Do we take time to craft quality questions? Do we take time to be genuinely interested? I liken this a little bit to the role of a detective. So the detective walks under the crime scene, looks around, and begins making observations. That detective sees things that everyone else did not see. And the detective reads into situations in a different way. In other words, it's almost like a lens has been placed over the detective's eyes to say, 
what's really going on here? And that lens is one of curiosity. It's one of wanting to know more, of digging deeper. Again, returning to my friend Alex Judd, he, he talks about this idea of a scalpel. You as the coach, you as the one asking the questions, you're holding the scalpel and you are trying to extract from the person you're asking questions. But to do that, you have to be genuinely interested. In other words, you have to care. You have to want to know more. Now, the byproduct of this, asking good questions leads to empathy. Look, empathy is not just a buzzword in today's society. Empathy is a building block of emotional intelligence. When you talk to business owners or when you read articles like the 10 critical competencies for today's workforce or critical skills for the future of work, when you enter into discussions about the skills that will matter the most in the 21st century, in, in the uncertain future that we are now facing, at the top of that list is always emotional intelligence, empathy. When we take strides to build this skill and develop our own emotional intelligence, to develop our skill of empathy, what we're ultimately doing is becoming a better communicator, a better collaborator, ultimately a better human being. And then we're demonstrating that for the important people in our life. So, I went to this small group seeking information on running a business, but I came away inspired about life. I came away inspired to ask the critical questions that will lead to greater understanding and truly build meaningful relationships. Relationships. 